and there I am, or here I am. I don't know what the hell I'm saying, man. Sunday morning, Fantasy Football Sunday is presented by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. I am back. God, I've missed you. I swear, man, it's been a while. Thanks to Chris Unicero for the last two weeks, I had some things I had to be in attendance for, and I am back. I am not going anywhere. God, it's beautiful outside. Today feels like the first fall Sunday, right? Like, you look outside, there's orange, green, yellow. Um, I don't know what that other color is. We'll call it, like, mahogany. <clears throat> but, man, we're back. Quentin, how are you? I've, I've, I've missed you, buddy. It's been uh, it's been two long weeks, and uh, and no no Dusty Likens. It's been Chris and Acero and the, and the Quentin show on Sundays. Yeah, well, that first week, um, yeah. kind of, it freaks me out because... I come in and here's Chris and I'm like, oh my God, the he's like, he's a, here? he's a producer. And I'm like, am I not supposed to be here? I had like a panic attack. Yeah. And then I was like, are you, why are you here? And he's yeah. like, oh, I'm filling in for, I'm filling in for Dusty. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, Oof. he, he did a, he did a good job and I appreciate that and everything that you guys do for me. And uh, this is a fantasy football Sunday. We'll do this until 10 o'clock. You know how it goes. I get winded. It's very fast. It's very stressful. We do all of your questions at the end. 913-586-7610. There is a ton of bye weeks this week. Six teams on a bye. So this is uh, this is put up or shut up time in fantasy football. And as I always do, Adam Schefter will let you know who's not playing today. Those people include David Montgomery, uh, Marcus Williams, uh, Ed Oliver, Quentin Morris, Riley Reef, um, Jimmy Garoppolo out, Justin Fields out, Nate Davis, Eddie Jackson, uh, Terrell Smith, Pat Faramuth, uh, Kyron Williams, for those of you that will get into that Rams game a little bit later, uh, Justin Watson for us Chiefs fans out there, uh, Braden Smith, Kyler Murray still out, but I have some information about him that you might want, Craig Dulich out for Denver, Reed Blankenship, Bradley Roby, and Jalen Ramsey still not ready to go for the Miami Dolphins. But Quentin, as we do every single time, man, we do this show, we do this. Let's dive into some matchups. Uh-oh. Quentin. I'm going to be honest with you. I was I was dealing with some stuff back here. Okay. All right. Let's get into those matchups. Is it there? Uh-oh. We'll get into it, I promise. Uh, before, he, when he, before he hits that music, though, I will tell you uh, the bye weeks this week uh, quite impressive. Carolina bye week, Cincinnati bye week, Dallas, Houston, Jets, Tennessee. Good to go. Yeah. There it is. There's that tackling sound. Also, again, one more time. Bye weeks. Carolina, Cincinnati, Dallas, Houston, Jets, Tennessee. No Derrick Henry. No, no. Garrett Wilson. No Brees Hall, no Dak Prescott, no C.D. Lamb, no Joe Burrow, no Jamar Chase, no T. Higgins, no Joe Mixon, no Bryce Young. You're not playing him. Uh, no Adam Thielen. Uh, there is a lot of bye week six, to be a uh, matter of fact. But as we always do, as we dive into the first of the many noon matchups, let's get after this. It's Cleveland at Indianapolis, right? Cleveland at Indy. No Deshaun Watson, right? He's out. No Anthony Richardson out for the season. A lot of injuries, a lot of bye weeks. Pay attention. Cleveland, Indianapolis. Cleveland is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Michael Pittman is an absolute stud. If you have Michael Pittman and you got Michael Pittman in the third round, congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. Michael Pittman, I know Cleveland's defense is good, okay? 
probably the best defense in the league numbers-wise. Top three in almost every single category. Miles Garrett's probably going to do him. You know the thing about this, though, is Gardner Minshew is playing quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And you know what my nickname for Gardner Minshew is? Gardner Fitzpatrick. Is he not? Is he not Ryan Fitzpatrick? And you know what those guys do? When they get out there, they sling it. They, they just let it hang. And what they do, they target their number one guy. Michael Pittman is an absolute stud. Props to anybody who has Michael Pittman on their fantasy football team. I would love that man on the Kansas City Chiefs. But again, Michael Pittman has 60 targets this year. He has 40 catches and zero drops. Those are three very important things when it comes to fantasy football and wide receivers. And again, I know defense is good in Cleveland. I know Jim Schwartz is doing his thing with his weird porcelain doll face and very odd personality. But again, Gardner Mishu, a.k.a. Gardner Fitzpatrick, is going to target Michael Pittman Jr. because he's got 60 targets on the year. That's volume. 40 catches on the year. Those are numbers. Zero drops. So when he gets targeted, not only does he catch it, he doesn't drop it. He's probably good for a start or for a touchdown, and he is a must-start every week. I get it. Sometimes defenses, especially when you use that fantasy football app on ESPN, it'll put in the parenthesis that there's a green number. It'll say number one against this. Doesn't matter. Michael Pittman knows exactly what he's doing. A streamer that I like for those of you that are on bye weeks with Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or C.D. Lamb or Adam Thielen, I really like this Josh Downs kid for the Indianapolis Colts. Really, really like Josh Downs. Five catches last week in a touchdown. The week before that, he had six catches for 97 in that week prior. And again, with Gardner Fitzpatrick, he's going to throw the ball. He has nothing to lose. I get it. There's the running back situation there. Nobody really knows what's going on. Is it Moss? Is it Taylor? What are they going to do? They ain't going to run because Cleveland's going to get out to a lead and Gardner Minshew is going to do exactly what he does and let it go. Kareem Hunt should be ramped up in production with Ford doing his thing. What I see in this backfield with the Cleveland Browns, which is very frustrating for all of us fantasy football players. I don't roster Kareem Hunt. That's just because it's a personal opinion. But Kareem Hunt should be probably one of those streaming plays today. But the thing about their backfield is is Ford is going to be on the ground. Hunt is going to be out on the, you know, pass catching scat back. Cleveland's probably going to be in control of this game, I would think, for the most part. So I don't see Kareem Hunt really being a run game sort of running back on this offense. I see Ford being that guy and kind of taking the share. But Hunt last week had three catches for 24 yards, rushed the ball 12 times for 47. Seems to be like their feature back because he does everything so well. We've always known that about Kareem Hunt. But as for Indy, they might be playing the best defense in the league outside of a surprising defense, which is really good, the Atlanta Falcons. They just have nobody at quarterback. Moving on to more noon matchups, we get into Buffalo at New England. The Bills are hanging a minus seven spread against New England. Just a little update, the weather in this game, a little iffy, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Just kidding, great movie, by the way, for anybody that wants to watch a good movie with like, you know, kids or family. But cloudy with a chance of rain. Wet temperatures kind of fits, you know, the New England style. But Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs are the two must plays in this game. They have combined for nine touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, five. Gabe Davis, surprisingly, has four touchdowns on the year. I know everybody. I know how frustrating Gabe Davis is. You don't know what to do with him. This is one of those games where you might just have to start him because this is a game where Buffalo has years and years, and they say it again, years of agonizing hate towards the New England Patriots. They always beat them for 10, 15 years straight. Now Buffalo's that team. 
But Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs are air threats in this New England defense that gives up 25.3 points per game. That's that's more than three touchdowns a game. I'd have to think that if two guys are going to get a touchdown out of those three, I would think it's going to be Stephon Diggs, who's been an absolute monster this year, and also Gabe Davis, who at any point on any game day, he's that guy. He's your home run hitter. He's Kyle Schwarber. He's going to have six catches for 120 yards and a touchdown this week, and then he's going to be nowhere to be found for the next game. But this is a game with a team that gives up 25.3 points per game that maybe you need to play Gabe Davis. Plus, like we've said, and we'll say the entire show, there are six buys. There's a lot of guys out this week. There's a lot of injuries in the NFL right now, especially the wide receiver position. But I will say this. If you're going to play somebody from the New England Patriots side, Maybe you're stretched thin at running back and you're just banking on Ramondre Stevenson to finally live up to the hype that maybe he gives you the game. Well, this is the chance. Buffalo does give up 133.7 yards on the ground, and that may be the way that Bill Belichick tries to slow this game down early on. And if he's successful in weather that is, well, not ideal, rainy, cloudy, wet, little moit. I don't say the A in the, or the S in that word. But this is one of those things where Bill Belichick, he's going to try not to let Mac Jones screw this one up. Maybe we see a a Bailey Zappi appearance. But again, Bill's going to try to keep it close. But Buffalo only gives up 14.8 a game. 14.8 points-wise. So they give up a lot of rushing yards. They just don't give up a lot of points. And this might be one of those things where, yes, Buffalo lets them hang around. By the end of the game, they end up winning by 10. And the final score is, you know, 28 to you know, 18, but if there's anybody that might be remotely worth the idea of having to play for the New England side of the field, it's Ramondre Stevenson just because of that number that I give you that Buffalo gives up 133.7 on the ground. Either way, I probably pass on anything New England. I hammer Diggs, I hammer Davis, and I love Josh Allen in this game against Buffalo because, or against New England because Buffalo's got a lot of, you know, retaliation years built up and they've only got about three or four of them that they've used and they got about seven or eight more <laughs> moving on to more noon games las vegas at chicago i think this might be quentin's favorite game of the day i'm kidding uh chicago carries a minus two and a half against vegas okay pop order game of quarterbacks in this one brian hoyer versus tyson bagnet right yeah, you don't want any part of this game. You've been crushed since Justin Fields is hurt. Josh Jacobs, Deontay Foreman might be good streamers this week. I know Josh Jacobs has let a lot of people down. He was in that contract situation, had a great year last year, led all running backs last year in fantasy football. This year, obsolete. Deontay Foreman, he's the guy in Chicago. This game kind of screams Pop Warner. That's not a shot anybody that played Pop Warner. It was just a safer league. Not as exciting. You know what I mean, right? You played Pop Warner for a reason. And this is one of those games. Uh, DJ Moore without Hurts and Adams without Jimmy Garoppolo. But what did I say in that first matchup? Backups always find their number one wide receiver. And what we've seen all week long is the hogwash in the back and forth of Devontae Adams. I don't know if I want to be in Vegas. We're not trading Devontae Adams out of Vegas. I'm unhappy. I want the ball more. Guess what's going to happen? Brian Hoyer and Devontae Adams are going to walk out of that tunnel, and Devontae Adams is going to look right at Brian Hoyer and say, hey, you want a chance at winning? Throw me the damn ball. Let me eat. C-17 in silver and black? Find me, right? Give me the ball. I see Devontae Adams having a huge game against the Chicago defense. DJ Moore, likewise, with Tyson. 
I think the thing is, you know, he's been on a roll with Justin Fields. Now you have a backup that's going to have to try to find his number one wide receiver. It's DJ Moore. I really like DJ. I really like Devontae Adams. But this game does seem sloppy. But you know me, man. I'm the worst at betting. I bet anybody and everyone, and I always lose. But I admit that. Watch this game be like 41 to 38. I hope not. Because if it is, I'm really going to be upset. We'll get to one more noon game before we get to our first break. This game is Washington at the Giants, right? This is why we buy red zone, Quentin. This is why we don't trust TV to give us Buffalo, New England, and then Washington and the Giants on Fox. Brian Robinson is a must, must start this week. I love me some B-Rob, right? Many men, we remember that last year, all that swag that he got, got shot, came back and played in the same season, came out to many men by 50 cent. This is a game in which I see Washington taking control of early and then just ground pounding it out with Brian Robinson. I'm thinking over 100, one, possibly two scores. The Giants are terrible, right? Minus three Washington on the road in a division game. They only give up, well, let me tell you this real quick. The Giants are giving up a whopping 147 and a half yards a game rushing. Brian Robinson is a must-start. Stream him, buy him daily, season-long. Just have Brian Robinson in your lineup. Uh, They only give up 217, so the numbers come from running. The Giants only give up 217 yards in the air. I don't see Sam Hell really have to worry about airing it out to Scary Terry or Jahan Dotson, who's been asleep at the wheel for sleepers that we wanted to keep on our roster this year. Didn't pay off. I'm talking to myself in third person. Saquon, probably the only guy outside of Darren Waller that I'm probably starting for the Giants. They're just disastrous this year. They're not good. Tyrod Taylor's their quarterback. He's going to find Darren Waller. I like Darren Waller. I like Saquon Barkley. I like his over yards in DraftKings, by the way. I think it's at like 68 and a half. Hammer the over. This is just a slot pit, and it could be a mess that you want to just stay away from when it comes to the Giants and Washington, who Washington carries a minus three. But again, I emphasize Waller and Robinson. But after this, we'll get into more noon games. We'll get into Atlanta. Then we'll get into those, you know, those Chiefs, those Rams, that Steelers game, that Detroit Ravens game. And then there's a doozy on Sunday night. Plus, don't forget, we'll get into your questions. 913-586-7610. We'll get into all of that. You're listening to a fantasy football Sunday show on 610 Sports Radio presented by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. show 913-586-7610 feel free to ask your questions about any roster moves or whatever sort of questions you might have with your fantasy football team some already coming in as we speak um let's keep diving into these matchups continue with the noon slate atlanta at tampa bay let's have a quick conversation about the atlanta falcons right the Atlanta Falcons would be one of the best teams in the NFC if they just had a quarterback. Literally. I'm not going to give you numbers, but you can go look them up. Atlanta's a top-tier defensive team. They have a top-tier tight end, a top-tier wide receiver, and a top-tier running back. The only thing they don't have is a quarterback. Desmond Renner just ain't it. Marcus Mariota last year wasn't it. But again, they do have a John Robinson. 
I don't know. There's a lot of you that probably took Bijan Robinson late in the first round, and he's been pretty good. When does it take off? Right? When do we get to the point where it's like, okay, that's the guy. That's the guy that every week is 20 points, 20 points. Well, until they stop using Terry Algier, or whatever the hell his first name is, until they start using Algier, we're never going to see the full potential. And I don't understand why we're seeing that. But again, Bajon Robinson is a must-start every single week. But Tampa Bay, man, they only give up 83 yards per week on the ground. Tampa Bay has always been kryptonite to running backs. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they're feeding those guys over there. But whatever it is, Tampa Bay's defense is always very, very good against the run. Their D-line is great. They're always expecting it. And they play in a terrible division with terrible quarterbacks, so they just focus on the run more than they do on the pass. But again... This may be that Atlanta, you know, tries to throw it to Bajan Robinson. This might be the day that we see the other good side of what he's able to do. We've already seen the catch that he caught behind his back, moved it around forward, then scored a touchdown from the aerial shot. Bajan Robinson's ceiling is, well, as Michael Jordan once said, his ceiling is the roof. Tampa Bay, though, 83 yards a game on the ground, but I could see Atlanta fighting in this game, division game, rivalry game, could see them throwing a lot of passes to Bajan Robinson. And for those of us that like full point PPR with running backs, we love that sort of thing. Uh, Drake London game, I think. Tampa Bay gives up the 26th worst passing yards uh, in that field. 247 a game. 26th best in the NFL. You know there's 32 teams, right? So there ain't that many more teams that giving up that many more yards than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They give up 247 a game. If Desmond Ritter was ever going to prove to his coaching staff or ever to his fan base that he can kind of do it, this is that game. Throw the ball to Bajon Robinson. Throw the ball to Kyle Pitts, who's had an uptick, right? He's been found in the last two games. Now, his last two games total seem like a normal Travis Kelsey game. In Kyle Pitts' last two games, he has 11 receptions for 130 yards and a touchdown. He may be back to the plug-and-forget sort of guy. I'm going to put Kyle Pitts there, and I'm not going to think about it. Instead of looking on your roster, should I stream Logan Thomas this week? They're going against the Giants. Kyle Pitts, leave him in there. Drake London should be starting everywhere. Bajon Robinson, another one. As for Tampa Bay, Rashad White. I think he does well in this game. I get it. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you're probably playing them no matter what. Rashad White, or Rashad White, he's one of those guys where I think when you look at his makeup, you look at how he plays that game, heavy runner, closer, seems like they're going to use him a little bit more and more throughout the season in the passing game. I like that sort of combination with him, even though, even though Atlanta only gives up 290 yards total a game. I told you their defense is sneaky good, but... They also only give up 190 or 179 yards per game in the air. Again, go look up Atlanta's defenses. When you want to white, when you want to start betting and looking into games, go look at Atlanta before you take a bet against them because they're actually not as bad as you think they are. They just don't really have a quarterback. <laughs> move on to the last noon game. I know you think, damn, we're already done with noon games. Yeah, there's six teams on a bye. I'm sure I've said that before in this show. But the last noon game is arguably tier two of my favorite games today, and that is Detroit at Baltimore. Baltimore carries minus three on that spread. Sorry to give it to you earlier. Tampa Bay minus two and a half in that Atlanta game, but Baltimore carries a three-point spread. Love me some Zay Flowers this week. Love me some Lamar Jackson this week. As for the backfield, 
I don't know what Baltimore is going to do. My best advice, stay away from it. You don't know if you want to ride the Gus bus. You don't know if you want to ride the Justice Hill bus. Their backfield, it's a mess. But Zay Flowers is a proven rookie that's been very, very, very good. Lamar Jackson is finding Zay Flowers. I look for Zay Flowers anywhere around 14 to 16 points in this game. This is a fun matchup. Detroit is good. Baltimore is good. Baltimore coming off, obviously, a, you know, Kind of a weird first half of their first quarter of their schedule. The loss to Indianapolis, the loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're kind of hanging around that AFC North that's going to be a dogfight till the end. But, man, I like this game. And, hey, by the way, if you're not starting Jared Goff as a starting quarterback and he's on your roster, I'd like to know who you have in front of him. And if you haven't traded Jared Goff because you have somebody like a Patrick Mahomes, what are you doing? Jared Goff this season has 1,618 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. That's good for a 105.1 QBR. For those of you that don't understand acronyms, that's a quarterback rating of 105.1. In a weird, scary place, Jared Goff has been better than Patrick Mahomes this year. Jared Goff has been better than Jalen Hurts this year. Jared Goff has been better than Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, yes, need I say Joe Burrow. Jared freaking Goff. He's a must-start in your lineup. Let him be. Let him breathe. Free Goff, that Ryan Gosling, good-looking human being that he is. But again, Zay Flowers is getting to must-start territory. Plug, play, forget about it. Even more so, Detroit gives up 221 yards a game in the air and seems to be a Lamar guy, right? We thought Odell Beckham Jr. was going to come over and be the number one wide receiver for him. Nah-nah. We got Zay Flowers, the rookie, explosive, Gadget, gimmicky, knows how to get open in space and can go to the house at any point of the time. I don't really like, like I said earlier, the running backs for Baltimore and Detroit only gives up 67.7 yards a game. Dan Campbell's got those guys really fighting in the trenches when it comes to rushing yards allowed. Again, 67.7. Stay away from the backfield of the Detroit Lions. I mean, I'm sorry, the Baltimore Ravens. Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, Lamar Jackson, must-starts everywhere. As for the Lions, an offensive explosion. Baltimore's defense isn't that great. It's not the same Baltimore from your dad's Ravens. But they're still decent. But as for Jared Goff, why he might be having this offensive and explosion this year, Laporta, who had him? Great rookie tight end. Amara St. Brown, fantastic. Might be sneaking his way into a top five category of wide receivers. I know. I know who the receivers are in the NFL. But he's really good. He's really good. Amara St. Brown's really good. Also, Jameis Williams, that dude last week showed you what he can do. Jared Goff showed you they have that chemistry. They can hit that home run sort of play. He can get open in space, break away, and if that's finally there, Jared Goff's numbers only go up. Laporta, Brown, Williams. I don't know what to do with Detroit's backfield. I'll get back to you next week, and when I get back from this break, we're going to dive into the 3 o'clock game. That's what's coming up next on the other side of a Fantasy Football Sunday show here on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Each drink, scenic views. on a fantasy football Sunday show here on 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens with you, Quentin, doing all the production. He does all the hard work. I do all the easy work. I just run my mouth. He does all the buttons. Well, mostly all the buttons. Uh, But this is a fantasy football Sunday week seven edition. 
we get into the three o'clock slate again for those of you that are sleeping still and are listening to this on the podcast a little bit later one thank you two tell your friends go download the fantasy football sunday show on the odyssey app then you can get this right before game speed it up i already talk fast enough i can talk faster do whatever you want i'll talk slower i'll talk in an accent next time maybe you'll like that hi welcome to the show I don't know what that was, but you got hey, now when there's a London game, now you got to now you got to yeah. talk about the London game in an accent. Yes, I like you from London. Uh, bye weeks this week: Carolina, Cincinnati, Dallas, Houston, Jets, Tennessee. So if you're just getting up, you had a late night at a Halloween party. I don't know what people do these days. Those guys aren't going to play that are on those teams. Fix your lineup. Don't mail it in this week. You still got time to make a difference in your league. But for the three o'clock games, Arizona at Seattle. Seattle carries a minus eight. I don't really like that spread. Arizona fights, but I love Geno Smith this week. Arizona is 22nd in the NFL versus the pass. They're 29th in total yards allowed and 24th in rushing yards allowed. I like Geno Smith. Streamable option. Your quarterback's Dak Prescott. He ain't playing. Your quarterback's Joe Burrow. He ain't playing. You're looking at yourself going, the hell am I going to do today? Oh, wait. There's Geno Smith sitting right at the top of my waiver wire. I'll go ahead and play him this week. Might have to drop somebody, but that's A-OK. Right? I'm not doing that Australian accent again, Robert. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, Geno Smith, good one. Geno's the number one stream quarterback this week for me. I know he's not rostered in a lot of leagues. Availability very high on percentage-wise. Play him. Love Kenny Walker this week. Like I said, They're 29th in total yards given up for the Arizona Cardinals. 24th in rushing yards allowed. Kenny Walker has six touchdowns on the season. Was a high pick, high volume, lots of picks on this year's fantasy football rosters for Kenny Walker. Went a little earlier than I would have liked, but look, the production's there. He's he's getting 69 yards a game. He's got six touchdowns on on the year. He's playing an Arizona defense that gives up a lot of yards. Very sporadic. Very all over the place when it comes to that. As for Seattle, also, DK Metcalf, lock him. Tyler Lockett, lock it. Lock it up. Play him. Arizona. They just give up a ton of points. For Arizona's running back situation, for those of you out there, myself included, that spent a lot of money on the waiver wire or tried to get their position wherever they were at, however you do waiver wires, and took these running backs for Arizona, I'm sorry. I apologize to myself, too. I don't know what they're doing. I thought with the absence of James Conner for four weeks, there'd be somebody that would step up. Neither one really has. Don't really like the backfield for Arizona. Don't really like anybody for Arizona. By the way, I do want to leave this little snidbit in here for you, or tidbit, whatever the actual saying is. Either way, here's the thing. Go roster Kyler Murray. He's coming back. He's going to play this year. And you're going to have this playoff push, and you're going to need a quarterback. And I get it. Kyler Murray's not always been great. But a few years ago, there was that little MVP thing. Quarterbacks get injured. Injuries happen in fantasy football. And I don't want you to look at yourself lost, juggling options at where do I go? Geno Smith's not available in my league. Kyler Murray, roster him, just leave him, stash him. And then if it does happen, right, he's trying to prove a point that he still loves this game, that he can still play in this game. You have a nice little fall-in option with Kyler Murray as a quarterback option, but until that happens, obviously, just stash. (laughs) Moving on to more 3 o'clock games. Kind of like this game for some weird reason, and I'm also very confused with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Pittsburgh at L.A. L.A. minus 3 is spread. 
keep riding the Puka Nakua train and the Cooper Cup train. I get it. Last week was Puka's worst game. Four for 26, no touchdown, people up in arms. Is this finally the show where we just always go to Cooper Cup, who had a dominating week last week, right? It's seven for 148. That's the typical type of stuff we're used to seeing from the triple crown threat at wide receiver in Cooper Cup. But again, I think with Williams out, the Rams kind of lost at running back, not really sure what they're going to do, where they're going to go. Matt Stafford's just going to throw it 40 times a game. He's not going to throw it 40 times a Cooper Cup. He might throw it 21 times a Cooper Cup. He might throw it 27 times a Cooper Cup, but he's also going to throw it to Puka Nakua. I like Puka this week against this Pittsburgh defense. Again, I get it. TJ Watt's a menace. He's got a defensive touchdown. He's got three forced fumbles, two recoveries. He's got eight sacks. He's good. But that Pittsburgh team really isn't that great. I get it. They're in first place. They lead that division. They beat Baltimore. They don't really give up a ton of points, kind of. But with questions at running back in St. Louis, look for them to throw the ball to Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua all damn day. Pittsburgh gives up 245 yards on average. That's 25th in the league. Pittsburgh is weird. Keep stashing Jalen Warren. Eventually, Najee Harris is going to lose his job, and the rookie out of Oklahoma State, they're going to finally wake up and realize, ah, this is what we need to do. Give it to our scat back. I really like Jalen Warren. He's been stashed on my roster in both leagues that I'm in for the entire season, and I'm just waiting for that moment to happen. He gets extremely a lot of high volume for a rookie backup running back with a guy like Najee Harris, who a lot of people think is a feature back. But when it comes to these guys on Pittsburgh, George Pickens, right? He had the touchdown against Baltimore. Kind of show that he and Kenny Pickett might be on the same side. But the offensive coordinator situation, the offense in general with this Pittsburgh Steelers team, I'm not really sure. I stash Jalen Warren. I start George Pickens. Outside of that, not really getting any other option. Pat Faramuth is out. That makes me think that Pickens gets a little bit more target shares when it comes to what he's already got. Plus, If you have your tight end out and your running back can't really get the ground going, you go to Jalen Warren. So, again, keep your eye on Jalen Warren this week. See where his volume goes moving forward. As for the next 3 o'clock game, Green Bay at Denver. Christian Watson, we like him, right? He's always a good option for Jordan Love. Again, Green Bay is minus 1.5 at Denver. This is a spread that I do like. I think Green Bay does a good enough job and covers this spread. I think Denver is terrible. We saw what happened last week. They didn't score until the very end of the game. They lose, what, 16-8? to They put up eight points against the Chiefs defense. Green Bay's defense, not that great. Obviously not a Chiefs defense, but that Green Bay team at Denver, I like that matchup. I like Green Bay covering one and a half. As for Denver, is there anybody you can trust to start for Denver? Right, Javante Williams is a disappointment. Russell Wilson has random numbers that come and go, but you don't trust it enough. Jerry Judy's just a jag, according to Steve Smith Sr., just another guy. Cortland Sutton, probably a must-start because you probably draft him at a point where you need a wide receiver. Maybe he's a flex option with all these guys on by, like Thielen, CeeDee Lamb, uh, uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, all those guys. Maybe he's one of those guys you can stream this week. Cortland Sutton maybe the only play. Uh, Greg Dulwich, out. Javante Williams, too many questions, shouldn't be starting. Russell Wilson, still cringy, still sucks. Don't like him. Don't like really a whole lot of people in this matchup, but I do like Green Bay to cover minus one and a half in Denver. 
Don't forget, 913-586-7610 is we'll answer your questions on the other side of the next break. And we'll get you those uh, those pointers or whatever you have fantasy football question-wise. Next game of the day. You ready for it? Chiefs, Chargers. Chargers at Chiefs. Chiefs hold a five-and-a-half-point spread. Hasn't moved. I get it. A lot of you people are scared of it. I'm not. We'll dive into it in the 10 o'clock hour about overconfident or what I just really honestly like about this game. But again, you have to like this game from a Chiefs standpoint. The Chargers are absolutely atrocious on defense. They have a good defensive line. They have two guys. They have Khalil Mack and they have Joey Bosa. But as we know, Patrick Mahomes is very good at averting disaster. I love Patrick Mahomes rushing yards this week. I really do. I think he scrambles more than you think. Travis Kelsey always takes care of the Chargers. I love Travis Kelsey. Over six and a half catches. Take it. Travis Kelsey, obviously a must start. Isaiah Pacheco, obviously must start. Patrick Mahomes, same boat. You know who else is a must start this week? Rasheed Rice. I get it. I talk about Rasheed Rice a lot on my other shows. But in the last two games, Rasheed Rice has nine catches. He has a touchdown and 103 yards. And he's been targeted 14 times. Patrick Mahomes, I think, might have, maybe, found his wide receiver one. And if there was ever going to be a guy to do it with, it's Rasheed Rice. Big body type receiver. Can get open in space. Can really avert the disastrous hit and then make something happen. He should have two more touchdowns than he has. Followed the one twice. He does have four drops on the season. But it seems that that is starting to move more towards trust with Patrick Mahomes. If Rasheed Rice can get open. Also, there's the option of McCole Hardman somewhere along the line. Again, I don't think you should roster McCole Hardman. I don't think you should stash at all or play McCole Hardman. But that's going to help more than hurt somebody like a Rasheed Rice and a Travis Kelsey. It adds a different element on that offense. It can really elevate their play. They can get to a point where it's like, okay, how does Travis Kelsey get any better? Well, you throw a speed threat out there, you got to kind of worry about it. You look at McCole Hardman and Rasheed Rice, they're on the same side of the field. You run it underneath with Rasheed Rice and over the top with McCole Hardman, which one do you want to give up? What's been burning you all day? McCole Hardman could be a home run hitter at some point. He does give the Chiefs a vertical threat and gives them more speed on the field. But again, for the Chiefs, Kelsey, Mahomes, Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, those are your must-start guys. Nobody else I really look at in the game to really do anything significantly on the offensive side because you look at what CeeDee Lamb did last week against this Charger defense. Torched him. I'm not saying Rasheed Rice is CeeDee Lamb. No, no. Don't get it twisted. I'm just saying that they can use him and implicate him like they did against the Chargers in Dallas and do that with Kansas City and kind of ramp up his volumes and snap counts. She Rice could have a really big day. As for the Chargers, you're obviously starting Keenan Allen. You're obviously starting Austin Eckler, probably starting Justin Herbert. But here's the deal. I don't like Keenan Allen in this matchup. Keenan Allen's going against one of the best corners in the league in Trent McDuffie, and he's going to be shadowed by another great coverage cornerback in Legereus Sneed. Keenan Allen's numbers stay receiving on DraftKings are 78 and a half. I took the under. Part of a parlay that I'll get into later on. Me and the fellas, we put a little quiche in on this parlay. We'll get to you that a little bit later on today. But Keenan Allen's numbers say 78 and a half. Justin Jefferson, let's remind you, he didn't get hurt until the fourth quarter. And prior to that quarter, he only had three catches for 28 yards. The Chiefs are only giving up 14.7 points per game, and that could actually be skewed because nine points really don't exist. The Chiefs don't give up a lot of receiving yards. The Chiefs will give up a little bit of rushing yards. Austin Eckler is going to get a lot of checkdowns from Justin Herbert because their offensive line is not good. Chiefs defensive line, very good. 
A lot of pressure in Justin Herbert's face, which means to me there's a lot of checkdowns and short running back routes to Austin Eckler. As for Keenan Allen, I know he's going to get the ball you. I know it's going to be there, and you have to start him, right? You kind of have to because he's a wide receiver one, and he gets a lot of volume, and he makes a lot of good numbers see it week in and week out. But this is a matchup that I don't like for Keenan Allen, not being a homer, not being biased. I just don't like it because of the fact that you do have two legit corners, a good defensive line against an offensive line, and I think Justin Herbert's going to do a lot of checking down when it comes to this game. Chiefs minus five and a half. Hammer it. <laughs> You go on to the night game. This is our Therese Paler juice game. All juice game here, baby. You got to stay up. You got to relax on those sodas during the Chiefs game. You don't, but you got to stay up for this one. Miami at Philadelphia. Fireworks, explosions, speed, athleticism, sex, all of it in this game. Miami at Philadelphia have been waiting for this game all week. Plus, we're going to finally get to see Miami play against a good defense again. You know, Miami really hadn't played anybody this year. They played Buffalo and lost. They played Carolina, the Chargers, the Browns. I don't even know who they played. I don't really play anybody. They played Buffalo, a good defense, and lost. Got beat bad. What, like 48 to 20? They played Philadelphia. But again, you start Tyreek Hill, who's on pace. I mean this. This is a serious thing. Tyreek Hill is on pace for having 2,307 yards. The record in the league is Calvin Johnson, 1976. He's on pace to crush it. Tyree Kilvin, fantastic. Best wide receiver in football this year. No argument. Even though I do mean to say that Puka, that's my guy. I love me some Puka. But we, we speed this up. Miami, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr. off IR. will probably get some looks. They'll ramp him up. But Raheem Mostert, he's their guy. Number two running back in fantasy football this season, just behind Christian McCaffrey, who's questionable for Monday night. We get into that next. But again, Philadelphia. I'm not so sure about Devontae Smith right now. They did acquire Julio Jones. I don't think it means anything. I think he's just a possession guy. A.J. Brown, dog. Jalen Hurts, coming off a bad game. I look for him to ramp it back up and get back into that Jalen Hurts sort of vibe. This game at Philadelphia, they carry a three-point favorite against Miami. Tua, start. Waddle, start. Mostert, Hill. Any part of that offense, get you some and go wild with it. Philadelphia, the usuals. Monday Night Football in the last matchup we get into. San Francisco at Minnesota. San Francisco carries a minus six and a half. I don't really like that because I don't know who's not playing. I know Debo Samuel is out. Hairline fracture going to miss this week, then the bye week, then they're going to reassess. Brandon Ayuk, volume goes through the roof. Christian McCaffrey, continue to monitor that. You still have another day until you do that, but make sure you've got a good backup plan in case it gets to the game and he ain't going to play. As for Minnesota, I don't know. Coming up on the other side, we get to your questions. 913-586-7610. What questions do you have for me about your fantasy football team? I can't answer actual fantasy questions, but I will get into fantasy football questions on the other side. 913-586-7610. This is Fantasy Football Sundays, and I am Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. Final segment here on a Fantasy Football Sunday, brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Programming note, here in about 10 minutes, we'll start after hours. We'll have Josh Klingler of Fesco in the morning, the Chiefs sideline reporter, join us at 1015, kind of set the scene. Jay Binkley is in the house. He'll be on the show at 1130, as we always kind of give you a Sunday ramp up. Be sure to listen to Jay Binkley tonight, which... It's crazy to think to say that right now. Chiefs game at 325. You can hear pregame on this station. 
and then you can hear the game on our sister station, 106.5 The Wolf, and then post-game show, the Arrowhead Pride post-game show with none other than Jay Binkley will start after their post-game show. He'll have Pete Sweeney. He'll also have Josh Klingler and all of your calls as they dive into what this Chiefs-Chargers game will be. But as we do right now, we'll get into your questions. What do you have? 913-586-7610. Maybe you're leaving a service. You've heard the word, and now you're listening to the word. If not, be sure to go back and listen to this show on the Odyssey app. Download the show, Fantasy Football Sundays. It's a weird picture of me. It's when I was uh, eating all them Freddy's burgers. Now we're eating salmon patties. Um, Josh Palmer season from the 816. Maybe. I don't know. From the 660, Dusty. Streaming tight end. Musgrave or Noah Gray. Very similar total numbers. One has a little bit better of a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Musgrave's going to get more volume, I think. Because Noah Gray's obviously behind Travis Kelsey, but does get used. But tight end is such a weird stat when it comes to fantasy football because the difference in both are of the top three versus everybody else. It's just kind of shoot and miss, right? But when it comes to Gray or Musgrave, I probably pass on Gray just because I think Travis Kelsey is going to eat against the Chargers. I think Travis Kelsey might have anywhere from seven to nine receptions, maybe more. Hell, he had seven in the first half, you know, last week. Balled out. Thursday night football. I think he actually almost had nine for like 101 in the first half. Was absolutely on fire. Continue for that volume to continue. So I like Musgrave over Noah Gray. From the 913, Christian Watson or George Pickens? Watson. He's going up against that sorry, lame defensive unit in Denver. I get Sertan Jr.'s there. Probably going to shadow him a lot more often than not. But again, I like Christian Watson in this game. I like that Jordan Love connection. Denver's not good. You saw what the Bears did to him. The Packers are better than the Bears, in my opinion. Christian Watson over George Pickens because Kenny Pickett, you know, they're going against that Rams defense. Rams defense, not great, but better than Denver's defense. What about Gibbs? Sorry I'm late to the party, ZC. I don't know what's going on in Detroit with their running backs. I think what they're really doing right now, what Dan Campbell really likes, is just putting all of his trust into Jared Goff. We told you earlier today, he's got 1,600 throwing yards, passing yards, whatever you want to call it. 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's targeting Laporta, Williams, and St. Brown. I don't like the backfield situation for the Detroit Lions. It's sketchy. And until I get more proof, we'll figure that out. Somebody says, what are we going to do about Williams and McLaughlin? I don't know. Figure it out. Somebody says, how about you slow it down like a Fifty Shades of Grey audiobook? I don't know if I can go that slow. From the 816, I'm in. Running back bends with Pollard and Mixon on a bye. So do I play Zach Moss or Royce Freeman? I think I'd go Moss. I'm still riding the Moss train for what's worth. I don't know what Jonathan Taylor's breakout performance is going to be. I know they play Cleveland this week. That's a good defense. I don't see them running the ball a whole lot because they're going to be behind in this game because the Cleveland defense is really, really good. And I also don't know, like, when Jonathan Taylor is going to arrive. Also, Moss has just been absolutely nails. 
What? What do you do when somebody's on fire? You continue to let them burn. Keep going. Keep doing it. Keep playing your game. Moss has been great. Quentin even told you he's still riding it until you fall off. Keep it going. From the Especially with all the bye weeks. Right. Yeah, six of them. Uh, 316, Zay Flowers or Drake London? Zay Flowers. I've got Zay Flowers in one of my leagues playing today. I like him. I see him anywhere from 14 to 17 points. That's a solid play for a flex. Drake London, look, I like him a lot, but I trust Lamar Jackson more than I trust Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is atrocious. Atlanta is one quarterback away from actually being a playoff contending team and one that's dangerous. If I'm Atlanta, I go call Minnesota and say, hey, let's talk Kirk Cousins. Let's see if he can come over to our side and then see if we can get a little bit more successful because that NFC South, wide open. Saints, Falcons, Carolina, give me a break. They're a quarterback away. I like Zay Flowers more than I like Drake London, and I love Drake London. But this team seems to me they're going to use a lot of checkdowns because I don't think he's going to have a whole lot of time to throw. And that means Bajan Robinson and Allegri are going to have a good day today catching the ball from their quarterback who can't throw the ball more than 30 yards down the field. That's not me being mean or rude. just me being honest. Sometimes the truth hurts, love. Somebody from the 913, I assume Ayuk over Flowers. In that situation, Brandon Ayuk, Monday Night Football, look, Debo's out. George Kittle's an option, but then also Christian McCaffrey is a game-time decision. And if Christian McCaffrey can't go, or you're also doing the, I don't trust Christian McCaffrey because he might get hurt in this game, Brandon Ayuk's going to have a lot, a lot, a lot of volume. They're going to have to run their offense kind of looking towards Brandon Ayuk without Debo Samuel. Last week, Brock Purdy was hit in the face with a lot of injuries all at once and didn't really know what to do, and everybody kind of jumped off the Brock Purdy train. So if it's me... I would go Ayuk over Zay Flowers, but I love Zay Flowers, man. Detroit defense or Atlanta defense? Oof. I would go to I would go Atlanta defense. I don't know how high scoring that game's going to be, but I would go Atlanta defense. It's good. It's actually really, really good. Like if you go to your app or whatever it is that you follow football and you can slide over to team stats, literally go look at Atlanta's defensive stats. It'll surprise you. I was shocked last night. I just slide my Miller Lite over to the side and say, maybe let's not take any more drinks of this. Let's actually make sure what we're seeing is real. Atlanta's defense ain't bad. Scary Terry or Jacoby Myers? I'd go Scary Terry. This feels like a Scary Terry sort of game. The Giants aren't good. Stephon Diggs lit them up. I get it. It's Stephon Diggs. But again, McLaurin's been kind of MIA for most of the year. This is a Giants team that's not good. Sam Howell's going to throw the ball, and he's going to run the ball to Bijan Robinson. Now, we told you earlier, New York Giants only give up about 17, 217 air yards, but they give up a ton of rushing yards. But if there's one guy that's going to catch the ball from Sam Howell, it's going to be scary Terry McLaurin because Jahan Dotson, who was supposed to be the sleeper of the year, I'm over it. Dropped him. Anybody else can have that. But I would take McLaurin over Jacoby Myers. Just personal opinion scary terry or aaron jones i think i go that's a tough one aaron jones green bay against that denver defense on the road fire up aaron jones we always hate the broncos just play the broncos whatever you gotta do wow that is a change in tune (laughs) i love it curtis samuel or gabe davis i said earlier fire up gabe davis weather in that game though cloudy a little bit of rain but it's Buffalo. They throw the ball. New England gives up a ton of yards. 
play Gabe Davis over Curtis Samuel. This has been a Fantasy Football Sunday. That hour was fast. That's the quickest hour of my life. Coming up on the other side, we'll have Josh Klingler at 10-15, Jay Binkley at 11-30. We gear up for this Chiefs game against the Chargers. I'm Dusty Likens. We'll talk to you on the other side. We'll let Nirvana play you out. After Hours coming up next.